This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We're recapping the New York Giants Week 16 game against the Minnesota Vikings. I've got all the details for you coming up next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Chena, and I'm coming to you on December 24th, the New York Giants just lost a heartbreaking game to the Minnesota Vikings, 27-24, and basically what was a walk-off field goal. Don't you just hate that when games end on a walk-off type of play? And that's what happened with the New York Giants. They lost on a 61-yard field goal by Vikings kicker Greg Joseph, a record-setting field goal for the Vikings franchise, by the way. But you know what? Despite the Giants' loss, I'm going to tell you on today's show what I liked, what I didn't like, I'm going to update you on the Giants postseason uh, possibilities, which are still very much alive. And I'm going to give you a reason why this loss, although it stings, really isn't as bad uh, when you sit back and you think about it. So all that coming up on today's edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Or if you're watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day, we appreciate it. All right, let's get into the nitty gritty here. I want to start off with things that I liked about the Giants game. And there was a lot to take away that I thought, uh, you know, was certainly worthy of being liked. Let's start off with Daniel Jones. Yes, I'm going to go there. And I know there's going to be listeners out there that are going to write to me and they're going to say, ah, Daniel Jones, he didn't win. He didn't do this. He turned the ball over, et cetera, et cetera. Folks, Let's look at the numbers first. 30 of 42, 334 yards, which is the second highest yardage total this season. One touchdown. All right. Numbers aside, though, Daniel Jones did something in this game that you look for a franchise quarterback to do. What am I talking about? See that last drive, that last scoring drive. When Daniel Jones loaded the team on his shoulders, took them down the field, all right, they were down by eight, if you remember correctly. They were down by eight. Daniel Jones takes them down the field, and they not only score the six points for the touchdown, but they get the two-point conversion, thus tying the game and setting up the possibility for overtime. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, that's what a franchise quarterback does. 
loads the team on his shoulders and carries him across the finish line. Now I know the tractors are going to sit there and they're going to say, well, he threw an interception. Oh, there were, you know, there were drop balls. There were, there were passes that weren't thrown crisply. You know what? It's very rare that any quarterback has a perfect game from pass to pass to pass. And all things considered, folks, given what Daniel Jones is working with, he had a pretty good game. All right. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, The pass rush. Daniel Jones uh, was sacked. Let me see. I believe it was three sacks. All right. He was sacked three times, hit 11 times. That offensive line, you know, geez, imagine what Daniel Jones or any giant quarterback could do with a better offensive line, a more consistent offensive line. That unit is still a problem. All right, let's talk about his receivers, all right? Um, some of the turnovers, the, the Bellinger fumble, not Daniel Jones's fault. Uh, the drop passes, there were a few drops there that hit the receivers right in the hands and ended up on the ground. That's not Daniel Jones's fault either. So let's talk about the receivers for a second. Isaiah Hodgins, guy that I like more and more every week, he, to me, is shaping up into a nice number two option for the future. Hodgins um, went, he, he had uh, eight pass receptions for uh, out of 11 targets, 89 yards, and a touchdown. He has had three touchdowns in his last four games. So ever since the Giants picked him up off the scrap heap from Buffalo, this kid has come in, given them a nice option on the outside. This is a guy who can get open. This is a guy who makes plays. And guess what? Considering that he came in mid-year, he's a guy with whom Daniel Jones has developed a quick chemistry with, in addition to like a Darius Slayton, who's been there from the beginning. So certainly something to be encouraged about uh, with regards to the future. Now, that doesn't mean that Hodgins is a number one receiver. I think the Giants still need a number one receiver. But every week, he's proving more and more that he deserves a chance to compete for a roster spot next summer. Okay, uh, what else did I like? Um, the Giants pass rush. What you know, even though it wasn't as splashy as it was last week against the Commanders, eleven quarterback hits, four sacks, six pass breakups. Not bad. You know, defensive coordinator Wink Martindale decided to just throw caution to the wind. He was going to be aggressive. Um, Justin Jefferson admittedly was a problem, as was tight end TJ Hawkinson, but Wink didn't really change who he was or what he does. And, you know, yes, there were some issues, and we'll talk about the issues, you know, coming up, but the defense, which, by the way, held the Vikings to under 100 yards rushing for a change, um, defense played, all things considered, not too bad. Um, if I had told you that the Giants would hold the Vikings to under 30 points in this game, you probably would have said, uh-uh, not happening. But they did. They played them tight. Um, it was, the game was tight all, all the way through. And the Giants were competitive. And there was a lot, like I said, to like about it. Now, there were also things not to like about this game. So what are they? Well, I'm going to tell you right after this. Hey, Giant fans. 
Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from my community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and coming soon to Australia. Whether you're looking for a luxury car for a special event or something to get you from point A to point B, or maybe you want to test drive a particular model before making an investment, Turo's wide selection can deliver. And speaking of delivering, many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring car rentals and find your drive at Turo. Hey, Giant fans, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think to, of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's not a big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill somebody. Everybody knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think that you're okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm Patricia Trena. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you are having a great weekend, all things considered. Those of you who are celebrating Christmas, very Merry Christmas to you. If you're watching this on December 25th and um, any whatever holiday you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate, just celebrate life because, hey, we're, we're alive. Hopefully you're healthy and you're with loved ones. So um, before I get into uh, the things that I didn't really like about this Giants 27-24 loss to the Minnesota Vikings, just a quick um, housekeeping, a couple of quick housekeeping notices I want to talk about. Number one, on the YouTube channel, I crossed the 5,000 subscriber mark. And I just want to thank you for that. I mean, that means so much to me that that y'all tune in, that you subscribe, that you like the channel. Um, I'm, I'm very humbled by that. And I told you that once I hit 5,000, I would try and do something for you. And I'm putting something together. So I do intend to do something for you guys uh, regarding to celebrate 5,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. So thank you again. Here's to 10,000. You know, can it happen? We'll see. You know, anything's possible. I think back when I started this channel, I didn't even think I'd hit a thousand, let alone 5,000. So who knows when, you know, 10,000's in the cards, but we'll find out, I guess, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe next year or whatever. But anyway, thank you. All right. The other thing I want to mention is on Monday, I am actually going to be off Monday. There won't be a Locked on Giants podcast, but there will be a special year in addition of Lockdown Sports Today, in which Peter Bukowski, the lovely and talented Peter Bukowski, love him to death, um, who's, you might know him from the uh, Lockdown Packers podcast. He's also the host of Lockdown Sports Today, goes back and he just basically revisits all the great sports moments from 2022. So if you like 
other sports besides football, you know, Yankee fan, basketball fan, hockey fan, whatever, whatever sport you like, Peter B has all your highlights in a special edition of Locked On Sports Today. So that will be the Monday show. We on the Locked On Giants podcast will be back Tuesday, which Twitter Tuesday. So you have plenty of time. If you want to send me a question for Twitter Tuesday, we'll do the mailbag. And then we'll just keep rolling right along as we always do here on the Locked On Giants podcast. So hope you will check that out. All right. Now let's get back to the Giants uh, loss to the Minnesota Vikings. And I want to talk about a few things that I didn't really like. So I think we've got to start, start off with um, the fact that the team, you know, makes mistakes, which again, no team is going to play a perfect game, but you know, you have a, a strong team when they're able to overcome the mistakes. And the giants had some mistakes in this one. They had um, drop passes. Like I mentioned the sacks, um, there were penalties, some backbreaking penalties, the two interceptions that were wiped off, you know, one by Fabian Moreau that turned out to be a defensive pass interference, and then the drop the interception by Cordell Flott. These are mistakes you can't have. Now, that all being said, while I wouldn't exactly call them, you know, backbreakers, you still can't have them because this team has shown throughout this season it's just not good enough to overcome the mistakes. Now, I also want to give you some stats, some things that kind of jumped out at me, some numbers. The Giants on third down, three of 11. That's 27.3%. Can't have that, folks. The defense, meanwhile, allowed the Vikings to convert on six of 13 third down attempts, 46.2. Again, Situation football, can't have that. You can't have those numbers, folks. Um, I mentioned the penalties, all right? The Giants had seven accepted penalties to the Vikings, too. You can't be doing that this late in the year. I mean, some of the penalties were false starts. You had some, you know, pass interference uh, holdings. Um, you just can't have that. The blocked punt. I mean, come on, it just seems, is it me or does it seem like every week something goes wrong on special teams? And I, you know, the block punt, I don't think you can say cost them the game. It contributed to the game because, you know, I'm going to look at real quick at the, um, at the possession chart here. And I count by my count, the Vikings had 12 possessions and let me see, it looks like, 10. They got 10 points off a Giants miscue. So they had a, a fumble in the first half that resulted in a field goal. Then they had the block punt, which is on once, which was on possession number 11. The Vikings got a touchdown. You take away those two mistakes that resulted in 10 points. Maybe we're talking a different game now. Certainly a different result, I would think. Um, I think that was pretty much it as far as mistakes. Uh, there was also uh, an interception that the Gi- that the Vikings uh, got from the Giants. That was on possession number nine, but uh, that was also the one where the Vikings decided to go for it on fourth down and they didn't make it. So the Giants dodged one there. Uh, so, you know, got to do a better job with these mistakes because 
these mistakes are leading to points by the opponent. And the last thing you need to be doing, and I know it's the holiday season and it's time to give gifts and everything like that, but you don't want to be giving gifts away in football games, you know, especially with playoff hopes on the line. So that's what the Giants ended up doing. Now, also, I just want to look at real quick, the Giants, you know, going back to something that I like, I sh- and I should have mentioned this, after um, after their first two possessions in which the two possessions basically stalled in Giant territory, the Giants were able to get into the Vikings territory on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, eight, eight of their last nine possessions of the game. Not too bad. Not too bad. So something to be encouraged there. But again, the mistakes, though, um, Minnesota was three for four in the in the red zone, which had been a strength of the Giants defense. Um, just kind of clean that up. And here's the thing, you know, if the Giants make the playoffs, and I'll talk about that in the next segment, but if they make the playoffs, there's a good chance they might see Minnesota again. So now having gone through this with Minnesota in Minnesota's home stadium, which, by the way, the Giants have never won a game in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium since it opened. But um, it's a learning experience. And I'm going to talk more about that in the next segment, as well as tell you what the playoff situation is coming up right after this. Hey, Giant fans, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchup news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game. And BetOnline doesn't stop there. It's your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NBA, NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head on over to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the games start. Hey, Giant fans, thanks so much for making the Locked on Giants podcast your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked on Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus, get instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked, Locked on's take of the day. Locked on Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm Patricia Trena. And although we're talking about a loss, it's not the end of the world for the Giants. I know that sounds weird, but there was a lot to be encouraged by at coming out of this loss, starting with the fact that the Giants stood toe-to-toe with a team that is now 12-3. and There's also a simpler way to the playoffs for the Giants. So we're going to talk about that, all that um, starting now. Let's start off with the game itself. Now, people will look at the Vikings and they'll say that they're overachievers. They're, they're not as good as, say, the Eagles, who I think, um, you know, at, at least as of this recording, the Eagles, I believe, were losing to Dallas. So, but here's the thing. The Vikings still have won. You know, the record is what it is. And if you remember, I said a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago when the Giants faced the Eagles the first time, I said a good litmus test for them would be to see whether they could stand toe-to-toe with a team that was that good. 
you know, that, that, that had that kind of a record and that kind of, you know, um, positives to, to beat opponents. Well, the Giants can do it against the Eagles, but guess what? They did it against the Vikings. They basically stood toe-to-toe with them, all right? I don't think the game was ever out of reach. You know, I mentioned the Giants tied it up at one point. I think at one point the Giants even had a lead. So, you know, you could sit there and, and the pessimists could say, well, you know, the Vikings had an off day. No, they didn't have an off day. They had two 100-yard receivers, for heaven's sake. You know, Hawkinson and Jeff, Justin Jefferson. So the Giants stood toe-to-toe with the, the Vikings. And why is that important? Go back to 2007. And the Giants in the regular season finale that year went up against the New England Patriots, who, if as you recall, were undefeated. And guess what? The Giants stood toe-to-toe with them. And you know what? Even though the Giants lost that game, it gave them the confidence to go on a run. And they went on a run in the postseason, and they ended up beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying that the 2022 Giants are a Super Bowl team, although you never know. They could be, but I don't think they are. My point being is, is even though this was a loss and it was a hurtful loss, because again, it came in a walk-off type of situation, the Giants still, in my opinion, the Giants stood toe-to-toe with one of the better teams in the NFC. And if that, and if you think that doesn't build confidence in a team, then you really need to go back and, and look at some of the the historical games, because it does. And I have to believe that the Giants, you know, coming out of that game are saying to themselves, gosh, if we see these guys again down the line, we could potentially beat them, you know, clean up the mistakes, clean up, you know, the the statistical errors and whatnot, and we could potentially beat them. That's what you want. You want the confidence to be rising and, you know, we can sit here and we could probably all agree that the Giants are lacking in certain spots. You know, the receiver group, the cornerback group, you know, they don't have all their, you know, top shelf guys available. But to stand toe to toe with what they had, got to be very encouraging for the Giants. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's a talking point for the coaching staff this week as they get ready to face the Indianapolis Colts in the 2022 home regular season finale. Now, speaking of that game, you know, I mentioned, you know, what is the path to the playoffs for the Giants? The Giants uh, got a break actually this week, even though they lost, the Lions lost their game to the Panthers and the Seahawks predictably lost to the Chiefs. And if I'm not mistaken, I think as as of last uh, check, the commanders were losing to the 49ers. So those were the three teams the Giants needed to lose this week. And had the Giants won, they would have sent, they would have clinched a playoff berth. Well, that being said, the way the playoff uh, scenario shapes up is if the Giants win one of their remaining two games, the Colts or the Eagles, the Giants are in. End of story. They're a game and a half ahead of the Lions and the Seahawks. 
Obviously, they hold the tiebreaker, the head-to-head tiebreaker over Washington. Washington is jockeying for that seventh seed. The Giants, if they can win next week against the Colts, I believe they're going to get that sixth seed. All right. So there is a very, very realistic chance that come next week, if the Giants can beat the Colts, which as we know, have been a hot mess, but you know, they, they're still going to come to play. Obviously you can't put anything in stone. You can't carve it in stone that it's a win, but the Giants have a pretty good chance. And I would be surprised if they are not favored going into that game to beat the Colts. And if they do that, they're in the postseason for the first time since 2016 and all won't be lost necessarily for the 2022 Giants. You know, it's a team that is overachieved. I think we can all agree upon that. But it's also a team that has shown amazing growth, resiliency. You know, I talked about the 2017 before. That 2017 was resilient, personified. This Giants team of late has shown resiliency. And that plus growing confidence in each other and what the coaches are calling That can only mean good things for them. So Giant fans, yes, it was a disappointing loss to the Vikings. Walk-off losses always are. But there's a lot to smile about, even though the Giants will have to wait another week, at least if they're going to clinch a postseason berth. And we, of course, here at the Locked on Giants podcast, will bring you everything you need to know as we get up for that next game. So hope you will keep it here. Again, don't forget on Monday I'm off, but we have that special Locked on Sports Today episode year. The the biggest moments of sports from uh, 2022. So do check that out. Twitter Tuesday coming back at you on Tuesday. So get your questions into me by uh, Monday night, by like seven o'clock Monday night, and I will answer them. If you're going to tweet them to me, tag them, ask P-Train, or you can email them to me. The information is in the show notes where you can send those to me. And uh, we'll go ahead and we'll answer all those. So hope you will tune in. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Lockdown Giants podcast today. That's going to do it for me. I will see you Tuesday on Twitter Tuesday. Take care, everybody.